0: Welcome to the Henry and Brennan Show. Role play. One,
1: two, three, four. A lot like that. Every expression comes from like, and that may be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. This is doing Upload uploading. I was excited. Probably
0: just Give us your money.
1: I don't care what other people do. It's awful. Never do that bad. <laughs>
0: The first thing, the image that came up to define masculinity on Google, when Brennan looked it up, is of Andrew Tate, and it looks like he's being transferred from one Romanian prison to another in the picture. Yep. He's got his good old prison beard and not his perspicacious one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, what a joke, dude. What a joke. What made you want to talk about masculinity?
0: It has been thunking around in my head lately especially with all the Andrew Tate stuff. Um, Just kind of the bleed through of his his following bleeding into a bunch of different people talking about what it means to be a man. And I just think they're wrong. I just think that we have a poor understanding as a culture of what that word should mean. It shouldn't mean braggadocious arrogance using strength of physical or... Loudness of voice to loudly proclaim proclaim your superiority over other men or women or whatever, you know? It's not loud.
1: I don't think it should be. Do you think that's what the parade of masculinity masculinity is currently? It's
0: it, yeah, at least in the um in what do you think internet. it's
1: yeah, on the internet what on would the internet you say? headline that's what it is, obviously. <laughs> yeah, what do you, what would you say like um the traits, because we want to talk about kind of traits of masculinity, is, is I think a good place to start. Um, what do you think those traits are currently in the social sphere? <laughs> Obviously, everyone has a different opinion on what those things yeah. are. So it's going to be, you're not going to be able to get it perfect. And so we can ignore nuance a little bit and mm-hmm. say, what do you think the generally accepted or even traditional terms of masculinity Should, are?
0: I think um, in the social space right now, it's associated that word masculinity is associated with um physical dominance, fighting, like very um combative. Combative. Yeah. Very combative uh traits and with a lack of emotion. Mm. I think a void of emotion and of putting up this front wall of like I'm going to fight against you with my power in order to take what I want. And I don't think that that's, I think that that's just such a dull, small minded take on why, on what masculinity should be. I don't think it's, and it is, I would say that's pretty toxic masculinity. It's pretty toxic masculinity. You know? Yeah. I'd say that's a pretty toxic. What do you think?
1: It is. The um, if you think
0: differently, or if, if you don't, what do you think it should be, I guess?
1: I think that, um, yes, I've, I've, been, I've been obsessing about this for a long time. Mm. Um, I have a daughter, I have a son, and um, masculinity and femininity are social constructs. But just because it's social construct doesn't mean mm. it wasn't constructed. It was constructed for a reason. There's mm. value to understanding what those things are. I don't think that masculinity is exclusive to men per se or femininity. Femininity is, I think a a well-balanced person knows the application of both. I do think that men lean towards masculine women lean towards feminine. Mm -hmm. I think there's probably some biological drivers towards that. And I'll talk about why um, here in a second, but yeah, there's a, there's a, a sense of arrogance, I think in today's version of masculinity, these, hyper red pill thoughts of um, family structure. I think um, like providing and protecting and patriarch, right? Mm. So it's like I have to protect everybody from everything. yeah. And in, in an oppressive, almost like manipulative way of like, well, I'm supposed to protect you and therefore you owe me something.
0: Yeah, yeah. In yeah. return. It's like you're below it's, me because I have to protect you. It's transactional,
1: mm-hmm. of like I, I think, protect you physically, yeah, even though that may a, actually not be the case. Yeah. And therefore, you owe me a different yeah. sort of uh, right now. The obvious social contagion is, is, well, I protect you, therefore, you owe me, you know, sexual whatever I desire. Right. Well, I
0: think that's an obvious bleed over <clears> from the very transactional culture we live in.
1: Because of the
0: very individualistic. We've cultivated a society of individuals, especially in Western society. Yeah. You know? We've cultivated a society of individuals being held over the, the community. And so it's very it becomes transactional. Any interaction you have with a person becomes transactional when the greater good of the community is not the first priority.
1: Well, I think it's because right? we've... Yes. I think it's because, and we could probably have a whole episode talking about this, but I think it's because we've separated those two things as if they are not, as if they're exclusive from each other. Mm-hmm. So you can either be an individual or you can be part of the community. You can't have both. Yeah. Um, so either you're community focused or you're individual focused. You're either a capitalist or you're a communist. Like there's like literally no in between um, when in reality the world we live in is a a lot more on a spectrum basis where it's Mm -hmm. like you can still be an individual, but there are needs of the community. And if you look at traditional masculinity, it it actually seemed a lot healthier than it is now. I think there were some problems in the actual dynamics that existed. But so if you look at, okay, so protection and then providing, Mm -hmm. that used to be something that was... I mean, kind of necessary if you look at like at you know very hunter gatherer if culture you go
0: all the way back. Exactly, yeah, the women weren't less
1: it. physically capable of doing the hunting, and so therefore they provided in different ways. Mm-hmm. While the men went out and they did a lot of the hunting and protecting, mm-hmm. and because of that, that was the the safety, protective, and providing dynamic. Then this idea of of upholding the patriarch structure of of the leadership of men Mm -hmm. being not just important but literally necessary for survival was something that I I think kind of birthed these masculine and feminine (coughs) qualities. And Mm -hmm. now, because we've kind of actualized, at least as a Western society, I think that we've started to see uh, a lot of those needs go away. Right, so for example, <laughs> you you don't need to go out and kill a deer, yeah, uh, to survive in the United Absolutely. States. Um, and so, I think what happened is a lot of these these men kind of lost direction. Of well, I don't. I don't need to really protect because we have a lot of, of legal structure and I know this is this is broad generalization. Of course there are men in, in the United States that do protect and that's part of yeah and we'll get to that in a second. Um and and so it's like, okay, well, I don't really need to protect. Well, I can't provide in on my own in the economy. Yeah. It's very difficult for a lot of people, especially people raising families, especially people who are trying to live to even traditional family norms like if you want your kid to go to a good school you want to have a you know climb the corporate ladder whatever those things are it's yeah. difficult to do that on one income uh it can be done that's how we do it in my family but that's you know not to fulfill some traditional norm it's just what we determine was best for us yeah um and then again the page, the this patriarch thing it was like well there's a de- there's a demand for for leadership that is not men and a necessary demand for leadership that that's is not men um, as there should be a demand for leadership that is men, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm I'm going through and I'm I'm trying to think through these traits of like, well, what what is masculinity? Well, people would say, well, traditional masculine traits that a lot of people would say is like strength, yeah. and courage and bravery and decisiveness mm-hmm. and stoicism, which is again, like, I don't know it's that that's, that's been adopted well, right? Yeah. Um, but then I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, okay, well, if I take those descriptors and I apply them to the people I know in my life, well, when I think about brave people, I think of men and women, I know. <coughs> when I think of courageous people, I think of men and women. When I think of, mm-hmm. of stoic people, I think of men and women. So I'm trying to think, well, I, I do think there's a difference between men and women. I think there's a difference between masculinity and femininity. And so I'm, like, trying to figure out what those core fundamental principles are because if men and women can both be brave, that's something they share. What makes them different? Yeah. Um, and I think it goes more goes into more than just genitals and hormones, although I think that probably plays a pretty significant role. Mm-hmm. Um, but before I get into, into that, is there, like, anything you want to add to that? Or anything? Yeah,
0: and I think that it's not insignificant the amount we've sensationalized male heroes and the type of male heroes that we've sensationalized in pop culture up until this point in our society uh it's always the rough and tough it's very i shouldn't say always it's very often the rough and tough stoic type the man with no name like clint eastwood types who are just shoot first never speak The very, the action hero types that are, you know, their muscles, their strength, their power, they're dominating. They're not (laughs) calm, collected protectors. They're action heroes, you know? And I don't think that that's insignificant to what role men feel. Masculinity feels like, right? Masculinity now feels like it has to be that because it's been polarized into that
1: yeah so I think that masculinity does have to be some of those things um and but I don't think that men have to exclusively be those things mm. so when we're talking about just masculinity in, in in general, not necessarily men or women yeah um i will I will generalize this and say men when I'm talking about masculinity femininity I'm talking about women because yeah. just statistically that's what we see with a lot of these character traits yeah. Excuse me. So I'm thinking about um, masculinity. I'm like, well, so what? What is it that makes masculinity more associated with men? And I think that that's because fu- fundamentally, and I'm still kind of working through this, but I think that fundamentally, masculinity is the stewardship of of violence, specifically physical violence. Mm. Um. And I think that femininity femininity is the steward of nonviolence, okay? And here's what I mean. Women can be violent, of of course. Uh, The reason I say physical violence for men is because women tend to be violent in a different way. Mm -hmm. Maybe more emotionally violent, maybe more... um, Resourcely violent. So I'm gonna t- withhold resources from you. You see this all the time in work structures. Mm. Um, but for men, there is a real biological difference between men and women, and that's where these masculine word masculine mean, you know, coming from men. Yeah. <clears throat> the reason I say the stewardship of violence is because violence, I think, is n- a neutral quality. I don't think yeah. violence is good or bad. I think it's when the context of which it's applied that is good or bad. Mm. And so when I think about masculinity, I think, okay, well, what have men's role, what, have, what were men's role, what was the role of a man throughout entire human history, and what is the role of a man now, and do I think this will be the role of a man forever? And I think that realistically, that, and as technology changes, this may change, but men have a, on average, a higher likelihood to be violent Mm-hmm. have a higher capacity for physical violence mm-hmm. than women do. And so when I talk about the stewardship, I'm saying, okay, well, what is a good what is what is healthy masculinity look like in relation to violence? Okay, well, I think healthy healthy um masculinity looks like uh the men in Ukraine who are standing up against Russia who are using their their stewardship of violence to prevent an evil oligarch from taking over something that does not belong to him. And the not just the action of doing that, but the, the shaking of the world that those men are causing because mm-hmm. their bravery is louder than the dictator's oppression. Yeah, absolutely. That's something that is incredibly masculine mm-hmm. because it is the stewardship of that violence. It's, it's If you commit this moral evil against us, we will not stand for that. And yeah. the consequence of that will be death. Yeah. And we need those extremes when we're talking about the moral rules that uphold our entire society. We do this in, in, in prison. Look at ju- So justice, I would say, is a masculine trait. Mm. Because you say, well, if you were to steal somebody's car, the threat of violence will be we will forcibly remove you from society and put you somewhere and force you to stay there and you cannot leave. Yeah. That is a masculine, domineering force. Yeah. When we do this in a moral and ethical way, with a lot of tact and patience, and I think this is where femininity really, really shines, and why it's necessary, is that we have an over on that positive because the masculine structures are what keep the moral and safety of our entire society in check. Yeah. It's the it's the the pillars. Of society. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: However when that's done incorrectly, I'll use the same example of the stewardship of violence. You have people like, I'll use Russia again and the the oligarchs in Russia threatening nuclear war if they don't get what they want. Mm -hmm. That is an obvious injustice in in a a toxic masculine mindset.
0: Exactly. Just because it's poor masculinity doesn't mean it's anything other than masculinity. It just means it's <clears throat> a misappropriation of
1: those traits, correct. And so Russian then let's go to the case. other side, where we have femininity and and the stewardship of nonviolence and nonviolent resolve. Mm-hmm. And this is why I hated. I was thinking like, well, men are often associated with wisdom, but the wisest people I know are all women. Mm. And I'm I'm wondering, well, why why is that? It's because because there's not that physical capacity, mm-hmm. that violent capacity in the same way, Yeah, the adaptation had to be different in terms of, well, if I'm going to survive, and if I'm going to help uphold the same virtues of strength and wisdom and courage and all those things that yeah. we think are, are universally good, then they had to have a lot different qualities, a lot different tact, and um, specifically in regard to their counsel of, of masculine leadership. Mm-hmm. Of, okay. Well, maybe we don't even. Yes, it is. It is masculine and just to look at an oppressive leader and say you cannot do what you are doing, but maybe the better solution is if there's some sort of nonviolent resolve. Yeah, okay. and and that I think is where femininity really starts to shine. And this mm-hmm. is why you see, um, women are typically more nurturing, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, what does dad do when the when the kid makes him a you know, breaks the rule? They spank them. Do yeah. women spank? Of course they do. Yeah. But among, I, I find, in my experience, women are way more likely to be nurturing in that scenario mm-hmm. yeah. of figuring out what the issue is, trying to come to a tactful resolve, and then moving on. Absolutely. And so, this is, this is why I think these are better definitions because when you use these definitions, one, they can be you can have feminine men and masculine women. And I think there's naturally both in everyone. I don't think any... A hundred percent. the
0: toxicity of masculinity comes when you try to abandon anything that is not of yourself. I completely agree. Inherently. When uh, you try to abandon growth of yourself by being a fully masculine man, you create this image of toxic, toxic masculinity by... Which is... It's interesting. over overstepping and ignoring the traits of femininity that create a lot of power and poise and balance in each person.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Balance what's, again, man. What's interesting. What's well, also, it's also the ability to adapt, mm. right? So sometimes the balance is all one side, depending I mean, on, the, on situation. the situation. Absolutely. What's interesting is I think if you look at, at our culture as a whole, almost almost all of our social norms are found are are founded from Judaic christian theology. Yeah. Whether Western whether society, yeah. right. So so I'm not even saying anything about the the truth of any of those things, uh-huh. but the cultural impact is un, undeniable. But what's interesting is when you look at like the main guy, right? Mm-hmm. The Jesus character of the Bible, yeah. the main dude. Yeah. He was very balanced. Oh yeah. Like, absolutely. like, dude, w- flipped Perfect. the table yeah. over and made a whip and started flinging the whip around yeah. at the people who basically trying to form like a multi level marketing inside of a temple. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Um, but then at the same time, he he also says, you know, he who is with, without sin cast the first stone. Him having the capacity for that violence and choosing not to be violent, yeah, absolutely is. Again, if we say this is the pinnacle of of a human being, of what a human being can be as Western society, that's Which, what we yeah. built our moral structures exactly. off of. It's
0: what we've built off of. So therefore, then, there's something to be admired
1: and taken from. Then I, I'm confused as to how these Clint Eastwood types. It's because of 300 and the the, and it's because well, of that feeling. I, I think, think that
0: you mentioned earlier, where men in a modern society where they're not being called to protect in a physical manner and not being called to steward this violence every single day, because we have a military and we have protection and we have lives that allow us to live outside of those strictures and those roles. I think a lot of men feel lost and there's something to be said there about that lost feeling and trying to cling to a to an ideal that you believe in. And I think that's why we've seen a lot of, um, men in our current society cling to cowboys and to Vikings and to Spartans and to these figureheads like Andrew Tate who profess these ideals that make them feel like their power is not wasted.
1: Yeah, I think you know I think my my challenge to that would be the need for that has not gone away. It's just not very relevant at this moment. Mm-hmm. But but society has had abundant times of abundance and times of scarcity. And we're, and we're summer children, <coughs> summer sons. Right. It's it, it, I love that that phrase. It's like hard times make strong men. Strong men make easy times. Easy times make weak men. Weak men make hard times. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. and there will be hard times that are requiring of that level yeah. of intensity. Yeah. And so sons
0: of summers and Game of Thrones. That's what they call them. That's what they call the yeah. current
1: generation of kids that yeah. aren't ready for winter. Right. Because winter isn't coming. But also let's look at. Game of Thrones, right? Like, a look at the prime masculine example in, in Game of Thrones. I have a clear example of who I think that would be. I think it's Ned. Ned? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's yeah. my point. I was waiting to see if you knew, because yeah. it was clear who the, who the masculine or character was. Or even Tyrion.
0: Was. Tyrion's a pretty masculine for character sure. in, a, think... in a very underdog sense, where you wouldn't necessarily right. expect it.
1: What I'm going for here is the traditional masculine sense mm-hmm. of this this person, Ned Stark, who, who, who when there was the deserter who left the wall, the duty in the law was that all of those who deserted would be executed. Why? Because it was necessary to uphold that structure for the protection of everyone else. However... And
0: I think Tyrion, just as a mm-hmm. counterpoint to that coin, it can be a coin if you're not necessarily physical power, physically powerful. Tyrion does a very similar task in being the hand of the king when there is no one else to take care of that city. He steps right. up. And takes care of it in his own way and fulfills that role, which is why I think he's another good example. Yeah. But yeah,
1: continue well, on. Well, then then you go back to, to Ned Stark, who is so he he did kill the deserter, chopped his head off, right? Mm-hmm. But then when he was told to go kill Daenerys and the child, mm-hmm. he refused to do it mm-hmm. because he realized that was a misuse of that masculine yeah. authority that he yeah. has. And so why, why, why is this so important talking about, well... You know, capacity for violence, capacity of nonviolence. Because it allows for things like bravery to be universal. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's true. So yeah. a man a man who's who,
0: a big strength.
1: A man who has the capacity for violence will have to be brave in a very different way than the woman who doesn't have that capacity in a similar scenario. Mm-hmm. The bravery is universal because yeah. the op- so let's let's use um let's use an example. So you're you're a, a man in a bar. And you see some woman is being harassed. You, your the masculine call for you is to 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 get in the way. And that may mean calling the police. That may mean trying to di- divert. but you I believe what true masculinity is knowing that you are walking into the fire to protect that person yeah, because you have a higher capacity it's for the violence steward of that violence. Yeah. right. exactly. That doesn't mean be violent. That doesn't mean be violent. It means you're the steward it of violence. It means you have to be totally violence. prepared to be violent. And the, the way you, you steward violence is you do not use it unless it's necessary. And you should be slow to act. Yeah. Right? When you act, act strongly, but, but be slow to act. But let's say a woman is in, in a bar in that same scenario. Okay? She has a very specific kind of bravery, bravery that would be required to help that woman a different kind of bravery. What is she going to do, 100-pound, 100 120-pound woman against some 180, 190-pound man who, who's who's harassing this woman? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing physical. No sort of violent action. And so, so women have adapted a different kind of response. That is still incredibly dangerous and requires an incredible amount of bravery. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I really... I, yeah, I don't want to tell my son
0: universal traits when you define
1: these things, right? And I don't want to tell my son, "Hey, your role is to be brave," and and then my daughter's like, "Well, I'm brave," and it's like, nah, "I mean, yeah, but you you need to be you need to suppress that side, yeah." And what that is 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 and maybe that is a masculine bravery. Maybe that's what she's thinking of, like, "Oh, I'm going to stand up for these these people. I'm going to get in the way of the bully." Like that, mm-hmm. that's a masculine trait. That doesn't mean that she's a has to be a masculine
0: person. Yeah, I think that's a great kind of way to look at it because yeah it doesn't take away from anyone's ability to have these universal traits of bravery and strength and courage and being a protector or a provider or ai will call it patriarch because that's what word you used earlier but you know being the head of something and being in charge it doesn't remove the ability for anyone to fulfill that trait or that need right when you say that it's about these things so i think that's that's a definition that I'm currently satisfied with. Yeah, at this I, juncture,
1: I think it feels maybe a, a little bit incomplete, specifically the femininity side. I'm still wrestling with that. It's something yeah. I don't understand nearly as well because I'm a more masculine person than I am a feminine person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I just think that's a a, a great a great alternative to this current social contagion, especially considering yeah. they balance each other, right? Absolutely. So why do you need that masculine tone against feminine? I use the example of a masculine person being the perpetrator in the bar example, yeah. right? Which is an unfortunate reality that you see because because it's easy to prey on people who are nonviolent with yeah. violence. But again, I want to talk about what, specifically why I use physical violence, because physical violence is also the arbiter of non-physical violence, yeah, right. just
0: like you said, strong men create easy times, right? And In so that phrase it, you know, the cyclical well, so look nature at, of
1: it. <laughs> look at the example of like emotional manipulation. Mm. Okay, that I mean, women have been have been using that shtick for since literally the dawn of time. Because <laughs> it's, the, it's the toolkit that they had. I'm not saying that women are emotionally manipulative. I'm saying that they are way more likely to be emotionally manipulative than physically manipulative yeah, because they don't have this the right toolkit available yeah. to them. Okay, physical, that masculine energy is still the arbiter of the law, and so it it prevents that from becoming an abusive, oppressive force, just like femininity is the the comprehensiveness of our law. So the enforcement of the law is very masculine, Mm -hmm. but the law itself is almost very feminine, right? Mm -hmm. It's very careful and patient and comprehensive. Yeah. And when I think about wise men, I always think about their ability to, to choose how to act Yeah. right? The wisest men I know are very, very wise in how they respond, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of the wise women I know are very wise in how they will proactively prevent something from mm-hmm. happening. And these are just like very nuanced from my personal experience. Yeah, But absolutely. I do think that that's, if you were to paint that very widely, there is a difference between between masculine and feminine. There's a difference between men and women. They've done tons of studies on the, even in um children. Children, boy children, will pick things with wheels, mm-hmm. whereas women or girls will will tend to pick more plushy things. Now you think, well, well, that's the social construct. That's a, that's the yeah. gender normality. So what they did was they went and they applied the same study to monkeys, mm-hmm. and it was exactly the same. Mm. And we don't hope really why. Right. But there was enough to make us wonder. <coughs> yeah. There's gotta be some form yeah. of <coughs> obviously
0: if there was no difference, there would not be this social conversation about what it means to be, be either one or feminine. Right. To be masculine or feminine. So obviously there is a difference, but finding that difference I think is where the discourse is coming out is like where do you draw the line? And I think that yeah, it's a it's a tough line to draw. Because you don't want to exclude, just like with your definition, you don't want to exclude traits from being feminine. Right. You don't want to exclude women from being able to be brave and then call them masculine when that's not... The bravery was feminine. Right. right. When the brave... Yeah, exactly. So it's a a tough thing to define, but I think, yeah, obviously there's a difference. It doesn't mean that the roles have to be different necessarily. What's what's interesting is... We're not advocating for gender roles of a society of like...
1: I think the man's that the, gen- the head I think of the, the g- household kind of thing role. I think that the gender roles were a necessary component for human survival at one point at yeah, I at don't know point, that they exactly. are anymore. However, I think it's likely that people will still funnel into the groups that they do, yeah, so for but- example, if you look at nurses, almost all of them are women. If you look at a lot of the military, almost all of them are men. I mean, ninety I think I can really remember it's absurd like ninety eight point five percent of military deaths are men. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think people will naturally funnel, but I think the the importance is not to dismiss the value that someone could provide in the field that you're in simply because they are not exactly. inside of that gender normality that you understand. Absolutely, We and need I think
0: balance in all <coughs> things.
1: Which I think I think it's interesting if if we talk about people like Andrew Tate or a lot of like Nico and the Red Pillisms and stuff like that. The reason that a lot of young men are particularly fond of these people and finding them to be incredibly captivating is because there is some of this layering inside of of Mm -hmm. that that feels fundamentally true it's like okay well i'm uh andrew tate is an incredibly physically impressive person right he's like a three-time world kickboxing champion or something like that yeah i didn't know that was Um, actually true (coughs) yeah so he's legit um and he's buff and he's tall and he's 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 you know very Perspicacious. Pers- ISTP, you know, we gotta get the MBTI plug in. Like very, like very John Wayne, like lone wolf. Thought we were gonna Sigma go in the mail without the Myers Briggs, man. <coughs> um and so he'll say things like, Well, if somebody comes in here with a gun, it's my job to protect you. And it's like, Okay, fair enough, right? You're the most capable person. Yep. Now we can talk about well, maybe that's not the right response, and maybe you should just give them what they ask for. Statistically, that's mm-hmm. the easiest way to survive and yep. and all those different things. But Okay, fair enough. And so then there's a lot of men that start to resonate with that and say, okay, well, uh, Jordan Peterson Jordan Peterson says like um, you should be a monster, but you should learn how to control it. I think that maybe there's some flaws in that philosophy, but a lot of young men attach to that because they're like, okay, well, I feel this physical potential inside me, this capacity for violence. I see this capacity for like domineering and relentless like moving forward of things. And so there's, like, something they attach to of, like, oh, well, Andrew Tate says that, and that feels very true. Well, they they aren't acknowledging the fact that, okay, well, his then follow-up sentence is, well, I have to, I can protect you, therefore, you need to cook and clean and and have sex with me whenever I want and let me have sex with any women I want because I can, you know, I need a harem of women because I can protect them all, and you, you, you have no value to provide to me. Yeah. And it's they missed like,
0: that statement. It's like, Well, actually, they missed the inval- invalidity of that statement. They don't miss that statement. They just assume that that is what goes. As right. you're coming up, <laughs> right, you're right. listening to this influential person that says one thing you agree with and then attaches something that you shouldn't agree with to it, but then you naturally start to agree with the attached statement. I, I love... It's like how a bill becomes a law. By attaching other things that nobody agreed on <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly i wish I wish Andrew Tate could use his following in a more meaningful way, and I think mm. that he should be given the opportunity to redeem himself, assuming that he's not in prison for sex trafficking, even still people people are are he'll do his time and he'll pay his price, but if he ever makes it out of there, I hope that he has a better message. You know, I don't think that'll be the case. I think, I think if he gets out, he'll be coming back swinging. Right. Um, you know, the matrix came after him because of the things he said, and that only validates the things he said even more to his following. Mm -hmm. Um, but like my, my thing that I've been on lately is like, we need more, more Mufasa and less Andrew Tate. Cause when you look at Mufasa, that's a really good example of this balancing of capacity of of violence
0: yeah no yeah no matter what you are or what you feel, you know both both people need to be stewards, so just steward yourself and steward the people around you well. yep you don't have to do it masculine, you don't have to do it feminine, but yeah, I think masculinity needs to be <clears throat> we need to redefine what we think that means in a more <laughs> balanced context not in the you're right more Mufasa less Andrew Tate I mean,
1: well this is um, again a, a pretty popular topic so if, if any any of the listeners have, have thoughts or comments we'd love to hear them absolutely we gotta figure out an outro dude hey!
0: This podcast was produced by Obsessed Media, hosted by Brendan Shoemaker and Henry Young. If you'd like to hear more from us, suggest a topic or support us in any way, our link tree is in the description down below. Have a great one.
1: Makes me kind of think that that's actually, you know, kind of true. It's not even that. I'm listening to Russell Brand a lot, his podcast. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If I could put a rec in the podcast, it would be to go listen to that podcast.
0: Oh, uh, a recommendation. Okay. I was confused by what? Yep. Put a rec in. In this context, no, yeah, it's not even just that it's under attack in the sense that you're talking about, but it's the fact that that's the image that Google has sourced to mean this word means we have a false understanding of what the word is.
1: Mm, Yeah. Well, is it a false understanding of the word if that's been the adaptation of the word? Yes, it's been like a semantic hijacking.
0: Yeah, if there's an adaptation of a word that is a false understanding of it, then
1: well, my point is is like that's what the word means now, because that's what people have have determined it's what it means culturally. Yeah, kind of like so. Think about like a a shwaska, right? It didn't always stand for what it stands for now, but but any any past meaning it is. But any any other meaning that that had prior now is completely relevant.
0: I I literally saw a. I read it post about a swastika today. Some kids' math teacher was had a swastika flag hanging in the background, and they were Whoa. like, "Oh, this is a Nazi!" And they were like, "The response was, well, it's actually a symbol derived from Buddhist tradition." <laughs> and I've heard seven different
1: yeah, ways I've heard that that like Navajo, Navajo Buddhist, Jewish, Jewish, Buddhist. Exactly. It's,
0: but it was pretty clearly a. The flag in question was also pretty clearly a Nazi flag, because it also had the eagle and the other two crosses, and it was red and white and black, and it was very clearly... <laughs> it's well, just God. like, well, maybe, but no. That's Even if it <laughs>
1: wasn't what that meant in the past, unfortunately, yeah. a bunch of anti-Semitic psychopaths have completely destroyed whatever value yes, it had prior.
0: absolutely.
1: And I yeah. think that... Andrew Tate is a prime example of doing that with masculinity, for sure.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's (coughs) crazy, though.